0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Novum Insightful. Uh, I'm here with Jack DeRose, who, who's building uh, Colony, uh, which is one of the most prominent DAO projects, probably globally. I've known Jack for many years and, uh, as a sort of thought leader in this field, and super fascinated by um, all of the, the sort of thinking he's been putting into how you build a decentralized autonomous organization uh, So Jack, um, welcome to uh, this episode of the noble Insightful. Uh, how are you Thank you very much I'm really well. Thank you for having me on yeah amazing amazing so 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 currently colony is in in the process of a public sale um, people, people are whitelisting for the project and, and you're the, your colonies are are opened up for people to set up their own decentralized autonomous organizations. So, That's so, right, yeah. And so sort of how's that working? How's the process going? It's
1: um, It's been a pretty full-on couple of weeks because we announced a public sale pretty much at the same time that we uh, released the product into public beta. And so, yeah, it's been kind of a whirlwind of... Of sort of support requests and answering questions and and it's been amazing. It's been just really gratifying to see it all kind of come to fruition in in a a real sort of flurry because, as you said, we've been working on this for years. It's a complicated product and complicated project and, um, yeah, it's taken a long while to get to the point where we feel like it is a good enough experience and does something or things that are useful enough to warrant us kind of making a song and dance about it. Amazing.
0: Amazing. And, and it's exactly the right attitude of, of, of a builder, right? To, 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 um um so or or one attitude I so, uh, <laughs> right uh, cause, cause, uh, I mean yeah it it is kind of uh, an
1: unusual one but i i don't know that it's an it's an unusual one for the crypto space but i don't think it's an unusual one for sort of startups more generally i think the usual expectation is that you build something first and then you kind of try and market it but in in crypto we seem to do the opposite we market something first and then, like, maybe build it after the ICO has been done.
0: Yeah, um, and as we know, ad infinitum, that is, um, there are certain uh, legal er um, sort of trickiness about that. Much easier to do a token sale um, with a working piece of software, right?
1: Um, Right. That is the the, uh, way to do it, at least in my view
0: yeah no well well a hundred percent um the 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 i think it's easier um i think the the um the other thing that i know that um uh, another friend who who had a product and launched a token um uh did say on on the counterpoint to that um is you got rid of all the mystique because you built a product and people could look at it. So so you raised the money and then then it's now weighing on their token price, you feel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: but I mean, the difference there is one of, in the one case, you don't really care about the, like, trying to hype something up just on the basis of its, like, mystique. You know, it's... When you've got nothing but possibility, yeah, then there's no, there's no like rational bounds for what the token's price could be, and certainly lots of projects have, have fared very well on having nothing but mystery, for the entirety of their existence.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, far be it from us to chuck stones uh, at some of those projects, but, but I, I, can, I can imagine many many people are thinking of various problems. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I don't consider it far be it from me to chuck stones. I, I'm very happy to throw stones. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. which, which ones are you keen to chuck stones at?
1: <laughs> I think I'm going to keep, keep it to the general uh, of throwing <laughs> stones rather than probably naming any specifics
0: yeah no fair enough fair enough um and so yeah no so what 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 are what are some of the applications you think are going to be built on colony and and sort of how how are people going to form their DAOs and where do you think it's going to go yeah i think it's
1: been um a perspective on what DAOs look
0: like has kind of changed over the years there's been um Uh,
1: there's been a we we'd always had an expectation that it would be hard to anticipate what they would really look like when they start to come to fruition. I think still that the market that has the most pressing need of DAOs is um is the DeFi space. So protocol DAOs, I think, are the the most serious and most necessary use case right now. But they're not the most common use case, it would seem. The most common appears to be sort of social tokens and sort of more Mm. social DAOs, which are often not really coordinated using any on-chain stuff. Um, So that's been really interesting to see. Um, But I think that... Uh, whilst a lot of these dyes aren't really doing anything very concrete right now, and so therefore they don't have a huge requirement for on-chain stuff yet, they will, at some point, settle into the realisation that you can't go indefinitely just on being excited about like a very vague, nebulous idea, and for an organization to exist, it has to have some concrete basis and some concrete action, and it needs to get stuff done. And so I think when that starts to really happen, then we'll see a much greater transition of those towards like having more on-chain things that they're really doing. Um, but I think that um, protocol DAOs really need to have... Uh, uh, sorry, I think DeFi protocols in particular, or really any tokenized crypto system, um they need to have some form of decentralized governance if they wish their token not to be considered a security in most jurisdictions particularly the US and UK and um i think that there's a few ways to go about them or go about doing that but i think probably overall the easiest um is to end up with a fully decentralized dao and um i think that's the tooling that we, with a Colony app, are looking to provide um, so that you'll be able to run something which looks and feels rather like a company and teams, as you would sort of ordinarily expect. But the basis for influence um, over decision making within it is a sort of an emergent property of the behavior that people have within that uh, organizational community. With that said, I think that the opportunity space and possibility uh, range for um, DAOs is much much greater than that, and I think that there's generally a sort of continuum of DAOs from the from the um, from the narrow, which I would say Bitcoin is like the perfect example of a of a narrow DAO, where you have got a specific kind of work which is very very very, very cleanly um, defined. And the protocol employs people to to do that work. And then it goes all the way to the opposite end of the spectrum, which is for arbitrary work, which is what the colony daps for. Um, but between there, you've got DeFi protocols, you know, anything which is a, 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 um, a tokenized crypto system which is incentivizing certain economic behaviors. Um, I broadly consider that the DAO. Um, so I think we'll start to see with, with sort of more generic frameworks like Colony emerging that there's all sorts of different types of software and types of um, crypto systems that, that lend themselves, or types of software, types of services, types of platforms that lend themselves towards being crypto systems. So, you know, people often talk about things like ride-sharing services or food delivery services or um, social platforms, all, all of which could be coordinated using tokenized mechanisms. and And Colony is a basis upon which you could build any of those things.
0: Amazing. Okay. Well, well, it sounds like obviously you made tremendous headway and been thinking and working in the space a lot. I'm. Obviously, colony has the colonies themselves have only been relatively recently open on your DAP. So, it's yep. sort of, how are you? How are you? Are you seeing any trends in what's forming or how they're forming? Or um, what trends are we seeing? So, I think what we're, we're seeing that the
1: the people who I suppose this shouldn't really be a surprise, but the people who use it most um affirmatively are those who have already got an organization of some sort that's that's trying to do something. Um uh, where it's got like a pressing need to get stuff done. Um the DAOs that are more um that are more kind of in the ideation phase they're not really at the point where they need to start tracking contributions or managing a treasury or compensating people for anything that they're doing. Hmm. So I think that, um, so so Shapeshift is a really good example of one that is very actively doing stuff and they coordinate or at least they compensate all of their various work streams uh, using Colony. And that enables people who um, have been doing stuff to just create what we call a motion for a payment to take place to them. And then as long as nobody objects to it within um, within their team, that payment is claimable after
0: a security delay, which I believe in their case is three days. Which is fantastic. So I will now. I'm I'm doing my whitelist for Colony at the moment, and I'm I'm looking forward to playing around with the DAP. And uh, now I know it because I like most of DeFi. Really, I I've received my Fox tokens as well, and oh, yeah. pretty much um, not touched them. So so I I, I see if the the. the I'll be very intrigued to check out um, the Shapeshift DAO after this. And,
1: and yeah, so they have a, a quite an interesting um, multi-layered structure, actually. So I believe that the the token they do some token voting, and they do that using shape um, using Snapshot on on mainnet because uh, mm. the tokens are on mainnet. But there's a lot more kind of. DAWI interactions that need to take place on uh, on Colony. Um, you also don't really want there to be the very high gas cost that you would experience on mainnet. So the neat thing that because Colony is uh, runs on the xDai side chain, where gas prices are very cheap, they bridge tokens over to the xDai chain so that they can do all of this governance on there.
0: Yeah, and, and we, we actually had a really good conversation internally at Novum about, about XDI. Um mm-hmm. and I was talking about how you, you guys are on XDI and I've known a few people do a social token or whatever on xdi, And intuitively it just makes so much sense, right? Because right. because the volatile token um is inevitably gonna be a victim of its own success as a system. So mm-hmm. so having XDI as the stablecoin in the system, just like is a masterstroke other than for the speculative use cases of, oh, Ether's suddenly at $4,000. Right. Um, uh, we've broken mainnet, but yeah. it, it's been really good for everyone, so no one cares. Uh, it's kind of what right. of those.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? There's, <laughs> I wonder whether Ethereum would have been the success that it has been if it had predicated the gas token as a as a stable coin from the outset i mean there's clearly lots of different ways that you can go about doing the gas thing now as we've seen from the
0: various other chains um but yeah who knows and it's um so obviously i mean this is like like working with XDAI and um arguably i think the the gnosis team is also being one of the sort of thought leaders of this space and you're mm. you're dealing with shapeshift which is probably the most prominent outspoken Dao so you're really mm. sitting at the intersection of some of the great luminaries of the industry right so yeah, I think so there's, there's some great people yeah so how how's that what what's how's that going in terms of that? Um,
1: well i'm I'm uh, really pro the XDA chain for the reasons that you mentioned it having a stable token um as the method of paying gas. Mm-hmm. Um it doesn't have the biggest um footprint, like it doesn't it's not a very well known chain. Um but we weren't which which has its downsides. I mean it's got a lesser network effect than some of mm-hmm. the other things, like um, Binance Smart Chain or Polygon, but it's it's just very, the team behind it have just been very focused on building something that works um, and not so focused on hyping the project. So um, yeah, that from that perspective, it's great. And that was actually one of the reasons why we liked it. But it seems now that it is moving towards, um, or I think that a decision has been made more or less, that it's going to become Gnosis Chain, which uh, is also a very exciting roadmap that they've set out, which is that basically Gnosis Chain, as XDAO will become, will still have its stable coin as the means of paying gas. But it's, they're bringing to it a very um, aggressive and very exciting technical roadmap that we'll see, uh, XDAI basically become a sort of canary chain for Ethereum mainnet, hmm. and then it will run a little bit ahead of of what um, they're willing to deploy on Ethereum mainnet. So, yeah, exciting times ahead, and uh, I'm very happy that we decided decided to deploy that.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm super excited. I I have to admit, like like the, um, we we always uh, talking about like um i'm looking forward to having gnosis on xdai like like the moment i um i hadn't spent a lot of time thinking about xdai or why it was called xdai and the fact mm-hmm. that you can just interchange die unfortunately as uh, you actually gifted me my xdai to get on the network because <laughs> the the reality is that the ethereum gas price is so crazy right now mm-hmm. that even even converting stuff into DAI to get to XDAI is, is the circular problem we, we, yeah. we're in right now. But, but I can totally see being able to do Gnosis multi-sig on, on XDAI would make the most sense in the world because it's kind of broken on mainnet Ethereum. Yeah, so it's, yeah um, absolutely. I mean, it
1: costs, what, about $80 at the moment, roughly, to, to send one multi-sig transaction, which yeah. is just incredibly painful
0: yeah I mean like yeah there's only a handful of assets that most normal people are gonna have that is worth paying eighty dollars right. yeah um um so
1: so anyway, um you know that you've got a problem when you're yearning for the cost of what is like a chap's payment or something like that
0: <laughs> yeah 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 and and someone dug up a reddit post with Vitalik complaining about the um um the cost of Bitcoin transactions in the early days of <laughs> where, Ethereum's going to fix all that, as was yeah. his pitch in the early days. Well, it did to begin <laughs> with. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hilarious. hilarious. Um, yeah, and a victim of its own success. So, yes, indeed. So, so why? Why we're all here in some way. So, anyway, um, so what? What's next for for Colony? Obviously, you've got your your. Your public sale and what 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 what? But what do you want to do technically? What do you want to? Where do you want this to be in three six nine months?
1: Yeah, so we have got um a really extensive um product roadmap uh that we we blogged about and we have publicly accessible um and. So from a a colony network perspective, I mean, we we published our white paper in 2017 and we really wanted to have that delivered before we did a a token sale for for various reasons. Um, And so now we have basically completely shipped everything that we said we were going to in terms of that uh, smart contract specification. Um, So everything we do now is really for fun, more or less. Or it's to build the build, really just the product, the, the user-facing application out, um, And there's just so many different things that we can be doing in order to facilitate this kind of new form of organization that we've obviously believed would come to exist for many years. Now, actually, seeing it happening is giving us real data to work with as to what we should be building. Because now we understand where the pain is that people are experiencing in trying to run these organizations. So, whilst we've got this roadmap, we're also that we believe that like all of the things that we've defined on there are really valuable tools. We also really want to see what people really need and to prioritize those things. So it's kind of a, um, a, a, a bit of both, a bit of delivering what we've said we're going to do and or, or what we'd like to do and a bit of just watching and interpreting what, what should be done.
0: Yeah, amazing. And and as we as we got onto this call, I think you said that 800 colonies roughly had been formed or... But, something um, like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So it's been open for like a week, and it seems that there has been a a rush of people going. I know that we'd onboarded like 200 maybe over the course of um, our early access because we'd been onboarding them in like ones and twos here um, over several like well over the months since February. Um, So that must mean that like over 600 have been created in the last week. So it's pretty exciting.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And and there's, and for voting in mm. in colony decisions, um, I think you mentioned there's there's no fee. Is that right on the sort of gas or very limited because it's negligible. Yeah.
1: Well, generally in colony, there's the the gas costs are negligible because it's running on XDAI. To give yeah. you a kind of comparative indicator of of what the difference is there. Um, it costs for the initial nine transactions. I think it is that you need to do to set up a colony. It costs pretty much always 0.55 of a cent. Hmm. So just over half a cent to do that on, on XDAI. Whereas depending on the day the price of ether, the gas price and so on, it costs you between four and $8,000 to do that on Ethereum mainnet. Um, so, on one case, it's tantamount to free. On the other, it's prohibitively expensive. I think for anybody, I can't imagine there be anybody in their right mind that would spend eight thousand dollars just to try out a piece of software. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh But actually, it will be entirely free to use imminently because we are we're virtually finished baking in uh, meta transactions. To colony. it's because as you mentioned, I, I had to give you some uh, xdai in order to be able to take your first steps. Because there's always this kind of um, bootstrapping problem of you can't use a chain until you've got some of the gas to be able to use the chain. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, so in, yeah, we're, we're baking in meta transactions, so nobody needs to ever worry about having xdai unless they want to actually transfer some some. Value onto the chain to just be able to use it as a piece of software. You don't need it,
0: which is great. And and I I I love the sort of I think it's in the spirit of DAOs really to be inclusive. But um, obviously the the early experiments in DAOs uh, have used Ethereum in that, Mm -hmm. Um, and and were were even even before Gwei was so high. um, What was prohibitively.
1: Yeah, it has been for a long time, especially when you sort of add all the costs that everybody individually is experiencing together. It kind of becomes just a bit daft, really, to spend so much money on on just voting. And in, in general, Colony's design principle is to avoid voting wherever possible anyway. Um, we call this uh, a system of lazy consensus, which is a term that we took from the Apache community. But the way it works is, um, I think as I described earlier, you make a motion of something that you think should happen. So pay Toby 100x die for this thing he did. And then as long as nobody objects to that, then after a security delay, uh, it will pass and it will be possible for Toby to come and claim his 100x die and that's a pretty controversial or uh, approach people are a little bit flummoxed by that at times mm. because people in dao's have become so expectant that dao equals voting on everything all the time with tokens mm. um but it doesn't take much thought to kind of get you to the point yeah. where you realize that that's not that's not a tenable and certainly not a scalable solution for anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so our approach seems contrarian. In fact, our approach is equivalent to that which is found in the most bureaucratic processes that, that, that are around, which, which are within um, sort of other areas of public commons that we all know about. So things like trademark applications or hmm. planning permission they all pretty much operate according to the same principles of you making an application for something that you would like to have happen. And then as long as nobody objects to it during the process, during the time that it's open for, um, objection, then you can have what you wanted. Um, but you know, it's only it's only in the case where somebody does object to it that it's necessary to run any kind of arbitration uh, system. Whereas DAOs, otherwise DAOs, right now in the majority of cases are saying no, we need to have explicit consensus about absolutely everything that, that uh, needs to happen, and it's just it's just fundamentally unnecessary.
0: Uh, um, it's a funny space crypto. Like, like the way I always think about it is, is um, the most absurd risks um, in crypto. You're nearly always continuously rewarded for taking that early adoption. <laughs> well, until you're not, and then <laughs> yeah, and then it's, it's fairly right. catastrophic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so the the yes, yeah, which is where where you need to listen to your your grandpa and, and diversify and all of these good things <laughs> Indeed. But, um um very good so well fantastic jack um, great conversation really enjoyed it yeah
1: it's been fun